you know, so those are the things that we're looking at. September is really a month of, um, just give you a preview, Sep, you know, because it seems like the, the month starts and then you blink and you're at the end of the month. It's just crazy. I'm just like, what happened? You know, so but September is actually going to be entitled um, Holiness, um, the power of being clean. So that's going to be a month of really holiness, consecration, and a reset. How I many you know that sometimes, you know, you got to reset? You know, man, you got to, sometimes you, you can't just take your car to the $3 car wash. You coming out of $20, $30 today because it's been a minute. Y'all know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to call a cleaning company to the house. You know what I mean? So you always have to have those resets. And so that's going to be a reset, but just more so we can get on point as well as clean up the areas of our life that are dirty, reconsecrate ourselves for the battles that are to come, bless you, reconsecrate ourselves for the battles that are to come. And um, um, so it's a month of uh, holiness and consecration, a month of resets and establish. We're going to be doing a lot of established protocol. We will never get rid of the freedom, but there are just certain things that I have to do a particular way. I have to let you all know the current ministers that we use because moving forward, the only people that we will allow to speak are the um, the ones that are established protocol ministers. That's not for control. That's for safety. Uh, because if people walk in and they just think they can just lift their hand and ask the question why I'm preaching and if, you know, and, you know, I had three incidents just like that. And I know. And so because, again, um, the enemy always adjusts on you. And so if he can't get you with sin, he'll get you with spiritual things. If he can't get you with sin, he'll get you with prophecy. You think he'll get you with dreams, he'll get you with visions, he'll get you with good ideas. Good ideas sometimes are the enemy to God ideas. And so nothing wrong with a good idea, but there are many good ideas that went south. God ideas never go south. They get attacked, but they never go south. Let's look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Y'all right, gonna start a praying, y'all gonna start a fasting, and... and uh, you know, we'll do a series of these. I'll be continuing, you know, I'll be continuing some things. I might get over into just one meal a day for the next three months. I know there's one Nigerian man I was listening to, and he, he only ate one meal per day, and he did it um, at 6 p.m. And he talked about how his anointing increased and that he uh, burst through to another level. Um, and so there, there are ways that you can do things. Always remember this, is that the cleaner your diet, it does affect your anointing. Now, how many of you know the cleaner your diet, it affects, it affects your physical body, right? So then, then naturally then, the cleaner your diet, it'll, it'll affect your, your spiritual man. Um, because sometimes the physical body can be too clogged up for the spiritual man to come forward. Um, and so, uh, and again, then a lot of things, I mean, you know, a lot of things that we eat, you know, it's at the grocery store, but they're really not groceries, <laughs> you know. I was done with McDonald's when I saw them put that Big Mac on that counter and come back three years later and that thing was still sitting there like it was made out of plastic. I was like, oh, no, that's on the inside of me. So, no. So, you know, moving over into cleaner foods, you know, particularly, you know, when you start moving uh, a very clean diet actually consists of meat, fruits and vegetables. I'm not saying you can't eat bread and all that type of stuff. I'll be eating sweets for the rest of my life. I just like a good ice cream, you know, but uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. In moderation, you know, but uh, but um, uh, but that's more of an agricultural type diet: meats, 
Um, I know some people are, are vegetarians and sometimes try, people try to prove it scripturally. But in, in the scripture, there were no vegetarians unless you wanted to be one. From the beginning of time, after Adam and Eve messed up, they were eating meat. They were eating beef. They were eating oxen. They were eating lots of lamb, um, different things like that. So, you know, fruits, vegetables, water, etc. So, well, yes, I said all of that to say that <laughs> anytime you begin to adjust your diet, it's going to begin to allow you to uh, produce a measure of control of your body, hear from God a little bit more, etc. And to the degree that you do it you know, uh, the degree that it'll happen. So, so uh, I just want to bring up a passage of scripture that I brought up uh, last, this past Saturday. And I just want to go over it again and add a couple of points to it because it's going to be very important, excuse me. It's going to be very, very important moving forward for you to, uh, there are so many different voices in the planet now. And what right now, everybody is in rage mode, intensity mode. The problem is, is that any of the, any of you ever watched a video and when you watch the video, you start getting mad, you know, because that's the spirit that's on it. And so right now you're dealing with a whole lot of things. Everybody's mad. And, and in the midst of that, there are many voices that are being dropped on the inside of your mind. Um, and then if you're not careful, you'll be listening to the wrong voice. I'm going to talk more about the Holy Spirit's voice this weekend, but tonight I'm going to talk a little bit, just a tad bit more about the voice of the enemy. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 10, Passions Translation. It says, be careful that you do not corrupt one of these little ones. For I can assure you that in heaven, each of their angelic guardians have instant access to my heavenly father. That's one of many scriptures where Jesus showcased and let us know that every child that is born um, there is an angel, at least one angel that is assigned to that child. And that angel stays in the presence of God to try to direct the parents, try to direct the child, try to shield the child from the parents sometimes. Um, the hardest thing for me to do is to minister to a boy who has mad respect for his dad because he's a good dad, but he's a terrible father. What I mean by that is he's a good dad, but his father is a drug dealer. And I can't do anything with that. You know, and I mean, his father could be, I've ran into situations where the father's a drug dealer, pimp, all of that. But he spends time with his son all the time, taking him to baseball games and doing this and hanging out. And so the dad, see, the, the son sees his dad as like a superhero when actually his dad is a villain. And I got to try to plant seeds into the boy so that I, y'all know what I'm saying. That's, boy, if you don't know the Holy Spirit, you are hit on that. Completely hit. Okay. So. Anyway, uh, so Jesus made it clear that there's an angel that is assigned to you. So um, the thing to remember is, is that the Holy Spirit has assistants called angels. Many a times the voice that you heard, um, it could, you know, you'll remember in book of Acts, it says, I sometimes get it out of order. It says, I think the Holy Spirit told Philip, go this particular direction. And it says after he obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit and went in that direction, he ran into an Ethiopian eunuch, which was a king, a prince. And when he ran into that based on the voice of the Holy Spirit, then the angel spoke to him and said, go get yourself in the chariot. So in one situation, the Holy Spirit spoke. In another situation, the angel spoke. And that's still mysterious to me, but you see that all the time. And so there are times, because there's an angel that is assigned to you, sometimes what you heard was him, not the Holy Spirit. 
That's why the Bible warns you about if an angel speaks any other thing that's in the word, let him be accursed. Okay. Um, so sometimes a voice that you heard was an angel. Um, sometimes what you hear is him. Sometimes the decision that you made was him. Sometimes you relate to an appointment because of him. And sometimes there are things that have happened around you because of him. And so, uh, and that's why if you are not word-based, you will automatically get goofy and you'll start getting flaky. Um, many other synonyms in that category because the word keeps you safe. And, um, and it's, there's, there's one thing about deception. Once you get locked into deception, it is very difficult to break a person's mindset because when you believe you have heard something and seen something, your feelings are attached to it. And most people are moved by their feelings stronger than they are moved by the word. I don't trust my feelings because of the word. So it doesn't matter what I feel. If what I feel goes against the word, then I begin to instantly um, distrust my feelings because how many know feelings are fickle? Some of y'all battle whether or not y'all want to come here tonight, including me. I have no choice, but it's just like that. I mean, one day you love your job, another day you hate your job. One day you want to go to work, another day you don't want to go to work. One day you love your kids, the next day you want to choke them. You know, your feelings, you know, can be up and down when it comes to these different type of things. And so you have to be very, very careful. So, you know, there is an angel that is assigned to every human being, and he has been involved. The Bible says that angels are sent to minister for those that are heirs of salvation. And so this says they are our servants. It says they're our servants to minister for us. And so that individual, he seeks no glory. He only seeks the glory of Jesus and he only is assigned to you. So they're never going to say, hey, peekaboo, this is all of the 11 things that I did for you on yesterday. Their thing is, no, we just serve God. You'll find out what I did when you get to heaven. That's why the Bible says when we get to heaven, it says you will judge angels. Y'all remember that scripture? It says when you get to heaven, you will judge angels. Why? You got to sit down and review your entire life and see his interaction with you every single day with you, your family, your business, your job, everything while you are driving in traffic. And now you got to look at 10,100 situations that he kept you from just when it came to kidnapping. See, and you got to look at that and you, you then are allowed to judge if he did his job. And so, but, you know, that's, you got to read the Bible about angels. It's, it's amazing what, just how much the Bible says about angels. I mean, angels are so, pre, they were so prevalent back then that they would appear and people wouldn't freak out. they say, oh, y'all want something to eat? Yeah, other times, you know, in the Bible, an angel would show up and they'd cook for them, you know, and then they were praying for Peter to be freed out of jail. And, uh, and then we got freed out of jail by the angel. He went to the front door. And they wouldn't answer the door. The girl, do you remember the young girl? She said, hey, Peter's at the door. They said, no, it's not. That's just his angel. What do you mean that's just his angel? If you tell me, ding dong, and the kids come up and say, oh, daddy, it's a, uh, it's a dude that's 15 foot tall at the front door. 15 foot tall? Yeah, and he got on all white. And he said, he's here to see you. I'm going to go investigate. But they were so prevalent back then. They wouldn't investigate stuff like that because they were involved with men. And so, um, so you know, they are just as involved today. I didn't plan on saying all of this. They just are as involved with men today, but the Bible says that they appear more today as men. It says be careful. In the New Testament, it says be careful. It didn't say this in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it said be careful how you entertain strangers because many times you've entertained an angel and did not know it. 
So that might be a cue. In the Old Testament, it seemed like they appeared more as angels. In the New Testament, it seems like they appear more as men. You know, but either way, they are appearing and you have been saved. And, and, and sometimes it's as simple as you'll be, you, there will be two decisions in front of you. And you'll be thinking, and then you just say, you know what, I'm going to go with this decision. Have no idea that was under the influence of an angel. You know, there are times, I just saw a video yesterday, and there was a little kid waiting at the bus stop. He's just waiting at the bus stop, waiting, waiting, waiting. And then all, he's just waiting for a long time. And all of a sudden, you see the kid do like this, because there's a tree right here. So he's standing here by, the tree is to his right. He's standing here, and he's just sitting there waiting by the bus. I mean, you know, most kids stand in the same spot when waiting for the bus. And then all of a sudden, you just see the kid do like this. He just kind of starts looking around, and he, he kicks the tree, and then he moves over here. He just moves over here. Looking around, and he just stands there. And literally five seconds later, a car runs into the tree and almost knocks it down. So you see that situation, but what happened was that there was an angel that influenced a boy to get interested in following a leaf on the ground. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's how angels get involved. And so they have influenced you more than you have imagined. They have influenced your thoughts, your speech, your decisions, your mind, even your feelings, and your decision-making. They have influenced you going to this dealership versus that one, this side of town versus this one, um, all the way down to fruits and vegetables at the supermarket. I remember one time I picked up a, bo- a, bo- a pack of water and something told me, put that down, and I just left the grocery store. And so, but again, they don't seek to bring glory to themselves. They seek to be hidden because they know that if they reveal themselves too much, you will worship angels instead of worshiping Jesus. That's one of the main reasons why they stay. And and because and, in scripture, it says that there were several instances where an angel would appear to a man and the man would start worshiping him. You see that in the book of Revelation. And he says, stop. It says, worship God. Okay. So they're real big on that. So, so that's a, that was a pretty good message right there. A little synopsis on angels and, you know, and so I remember uh, Marilyn Hickey, some of you know, she's a great woman of God. Marilyn Hickey said that one day um, she had a larger home and she said that um, someone broke into her home. And she had one of those homes by which, you know, you can kind of get lost if you're not new or familiar with them. And, and she said she, there was someone in her home and she could hear the individual. And she said she felt a being take her by the hand and direct her around the house a particular way over to her next door neighbor's house where she was able to call the police. So they have been involved. And this is the reason why in your prayer time, Father, I thank you that the angel that is assigned to my child will keep them from all hurt and danger. There have been many school shootings and it was the children that were connected to Christian parents that that bullet could not come their way. Those prayers of protection work. I was listening to a military man and he was an atheist and he was a part of a group. They would pray Psalms. Uh, the general would pray Psalms uh, 91 over the team and um, he would laugh at them and everything and not be a part of the group. And his group, they end up interviewing the entire group. His group is the only group that never lost a man and no one ever got injured. And the man said he gave his life to Christ when they were in that tunnel over in Afghanistan. I think it was Afghanistan. They were in that tunnel and they said they were ambushed. And he said it had to be the Holy Spirit to get his attention this way. He said because they were ambushed and he said they just start flying off AK-47 bullets, grenade launchers. And he said he watched in amazement and horror. He said as the grenades and the bullets came toward the vehicle and he said they slowed down in slow motion like the Matrix. And he said when they got to the vehicle, he said they just mysteriously moved around the vehicle and the vehicle was untouched. 
I now take Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I repent of all of my sins. I just want to thank you, O Lord God, for allowing me to not be killed while I was over here as an atheist with all of these crazy people. Lord knows how to get your attention. Okay, so, but, you know, he'll do his, and I don't know why the Lord has mercy on more, on some more than others, I don't know. And, and well, I know, it's because he looks at the heart. There are some men that he knows that they just, they are just flat out rebellious. They're just going to do their own thing until the day they die, and you will fail because of it. Then there are others that they rebel because they have been hurt, they received trauma, you know, and so the Lord looks at it. One thing about God is he is just and he is fair. It may not seem like it. He is just and he is fair. So, all right. So that's a little bit. So let's look at the other one. Because I mean, you know, if God has assigned an angel to you, the uh, Bible says that Satan uh, goes around like a lion. We serve the line of the tribe of Judah. But Satan is an imitator, not a creator. They can create nothing. Satan has no creative abilities. Even the music that is corrupting our culture has been stolen from heaven and twisted. 1 Kings 22, 1 through 9. We'll read this again because we read it this past weekend. It says, for three years there was no war between Aram and Israel. And then during the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. During the visit, the king of Israel said to his officials, Do you realize that the town of Ramoth-Gilead belongs to us? And yet we've done nothing to recapture it from the king of Aram. And then he turned to Jehoshaphat and asked, Will you join me in battle to recover Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, well, of course, you and I are one. My troops are your troops and my horses are your horses. Then Jehoshaphat added, but first let's find out what the Lord says. I mean, you know, before you go on any major assignment, find out what the Lord says, because your idea might be a good one, not a God one. And you're only, let, you're only invincible by the God ideas, not the good ones. Watch this. How many of you know it's a good idea if this church started a hospital? That's a good idea. Francia, like, no, because you might be the first one in it. It's a good idea, but it doesn't mean that it's a God idea. And that's why I don't, that's why I don't try to copycat what other ministers do. Because that's the role that God has for them. And the Bible says that. It says there's supposed to be a difference in every single ministry. You know, and then you got timing. You know, you got to do things time. You know, uh, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. When they tried to go into Asia, he said, don't go there. It's not time yet. A whole region, you can't go preach the gospel. But you said go preach. Yeah, that's the overall picture. But now you need to figure out the timing of the overall picture. What we do is God gives us a blueprint, and here we go. Boom, we didn't call it the patent office. I got a special delivery from the Holy Ghost. Y'all need to protect this so nobody can steal it from me. Maybe God wanted you to pray on that idea for two years. Then it fails, and you blame God, and then you get confused. When actually, we're just all, we either moving too slow or we're moving too fast. We move too fast with the wrong stuff, and never mind, too slow with the right stuff. And then some folk, they just moving. They don't even know what they're doing. They're just shaking <laughs> what first am I in? Thank you. Then Jehoshaphat, I don't even know why I stopped. Then Jehoshaphat said, then Jehoshaphat added, but first let's find, oh, there it is, what the Lord says. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, about 400 of them, and asked them, should I go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should I hold back? 
They all replied, yes, go right ahead. The Lord will give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. So this lets you know that these were not 400 prophets of the Lord. They had just, they were just prophets for whatever reason. Okay. He said, and, and see, this, this king is somebody that's wise because he said, I know the crowd is saying that this is right. But I still feel funny, even though 400 experts have told me this is the way to go. Can we hear from somebody that has a track record from hearing from God? Because the folk that got a track record from hearing from God, those are few in number. So let's go get him because these fools over here, yeah, they're kicking up a lot of deaths and talking a lot of junk and we're ready to go to war. But that might be a good idea. So he said, is there a prophet that we can ask the same question? King of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, there is one more man, just one more. Who could consult the Lord for us, but I can't stand him. He never prophesies anything but trouble. <laughs> trouble for me. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. And Jehoshaphat replied, that's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what the man has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, quick, bring Micaiah, son of Imlah. And we'll pick up with 1 Kings 22, verse 17. It says, then Micaiah told him, in a vision, I saw all, so the 400 prophets said, victory, victory, victory. And Micaiah said, that ain't what I saw. <laughs> he said, I was in awe. These guys just telling you stuff. He said, I'm telling you, I was in a vision. Let me tell you what I saw. I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, their master, the king, has been killed. Send everybody else home in peace. Didn't I tell you? The king of Israel exclaimed to Joseph, he never prophesies anything but trouble for me. And then Micaiah continued. I'm about to twist the knife in further. Listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him on his right and on his left. It's one thing that you always see. God always got an army with him. And the Lord said, now this is very mysterious. The Lord said, who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead? Because I need him to be killed. And there were many suggestions. We can do it this way. We can do it that way. We can do it this way. We can do it that way. Finally, and this is a demonic spirit, not a clean one. Finally, a demonic spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? The Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. Notice he couldn't inspire the one that was of the Lord. I will inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, says the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all 400 of your guys for one reason. So that you'll follow a direction and you will be killed. <laughs> Jesus is off the chain, man. This is crazy. Okay? So, so now remember, we told you that there's an angel that is assigned to you. Um, and, and so what's interesting is there are always more on the right side that are assigned to you than on the dark side. I mean, think about it, y'all. How many know that the Holy Ghost that the Bible says is a down payment? That's good enough. 
we need bodyguards too? Y'all know what I'm saying. And then you get over into other things that are more mystical and mysterious in regards to uh, what you call life force. A, a, a modern day mundane version of it is what the Chinese call qi. When you see them trying to do all of that and work up, they're actually trying to work up what you call a life force. That's a very, very real thing called a life force. Um, there are a lot of things that um, the Lord doesn't reveal to men um, because they know that they get carried away with that. They worried about life force now instead of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so the Bible says they'll worship the creation more than the creator. And so, uh, but very interesting about this is that is, is I'm trying to show you the abilities of the other side where uh, 400 prophets prophesied victory and prosperity, yet it was a lie. And that's what's so dangerous is that uh, I have noticed, and this is just kind of, um, I don't want to say, it's not common sense, it's, it's easy, is that it's very easy to believe when someone tells you something good. But we don't want to receive when people give us a warning. But the warning is something good. It's the Lord warning you so that you can keep going with the good and not with the bad. It's the Lord warning you because apparently your character is going to send you over here into the wall. It's the Lord telling you the way that you carry yourself, the enemy is getting ready to bring you down and stump you down to the ground. But people in their pride, they hate warnings, but they love blessings. And yet the Bible says God only chastises people that he loves. So if you're getting rebuke, it's because God loves you. When God goes silent on you, that's a dangerous thing because the scripture says God will turn you over to a reprobate mind. In other words, you have rejected Jesus. You have rejected the word of God. You have rejected love. Nobody can tell you anything. And they'll keep working with you and working with you and working with you, working with you. And then one day God says, well, it's obvious you don't want to hear it. So what we're going to do is we're going to turn off the light. And when they do that, you actually think that you're right and everybody else is wrong. And it's the highest level of deception because at that moment, your mind, your thought patterns, your feelings say, everybody else is wrong and I'm right, even though this is the stupidest thing in the world. And it's amazing. I had to, I had to, uh, I don't know if that was y'all I was telling that to or somebody else. I had to snap my barber out of his mindset. I had to do that with you guys here recently. And, and he, the boy cut my hair. And it's really, really sad because Jesus said, um, say this. Jesus said about himself, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. Okay? So, children don't do what you say, they do what they see. And so, this kid is just, he's just very, very bright. And he, I mean, I'm, I'm going to personally mentor him because he's, he said he wants to change his schedule so he can come to church. And, and and this boy, he's full of light, but his daddy is full of darkness. And so, you know, you go up in there and his daddy just, I mean, everything from cussing to listening to foul music to, you know, boom, boom. So I'm the boy cutting my hair. I don't know how we were talking about this. And uh, he, he said, yeah, you know, today is my daddy's birthday. And, you know, you know, my mother is upset because he want to go to the um, strip club for his birthday. You know, and I'm just like, man, you know, I mean, he's like on his daddy's side. Of course, that changed <laughs> after I got through with him and I had to open up his eyes. And I, I, there's this callousness upon society now that God is pleased with me, even though 
and and I mean, I, I, that's not an exaggeration. I literally, I literally got up from the chair. I said, "What is wrong with you, fool?" I mean, I'm not exaggerating. That's like what I said. I said, "What is wrong with you, fool?" And I was very vulgar with him. I said, would you appreciate it if you went to the strip club and your mama and your sister was on the stage with no bra on, with her breasts popping all around with a thong on, and men putting uh, money? He didn't appreciate that. He was getting mad. I said, oh, okay. So it's not okay for your mama and sister, but it is okay for somebody else's mama and sister. I said, you actually, as a dummy, actually believe that God created women to dance on the stage naked in front of a bunch of idiots who pouring money into them and you leave the club and the girl won't give you the time of day because she just there to get your money. He didn't try to justify it. Well, there's those are the type of women. Yeah, I said, those are the type of women because you run into a broken woman, it's 100% because of a man. Very rarely have I run into a broken woman and it wasn't because of a man. Most women that are lesbians are lesbians because of a man. How is that? Because they were molested by one. I ran the last three lessons I talked to. Two of them said that they said I turned into a boy so that hopefully this man would stop abusing me because he would see me as ugly. But it stuck so long then they came in. So you're either going to be known as somebody that protected women or destroyed them. And I don't want to stand before God like he told another man of God. She was my daughter before she was your wife. That's why the scripture says men will stand in a greater judgment. Everything that I do concerning my wife, I'm going to have to stand before God for it. So thank God he received it. I don't have time for that. You're either a king or you're a bum. And you are not the one who determines it. Because you listen to the Tupac got a crown cocked on your side talking about you're a king. No, you look like an idiot. Real kings don't wear their crown sideways. So, 400 prophets prophesied victory, and it was a lie. One prophet prophesied negative things and was hated. The king hated the prophet, but he had been off a long time, which is why God kept giving the prophet those type of messages. Remember, what was the end result? God said, we got to kill this fool. God does not kill you immediately like that. You have got to be acting a fool for a long period of time. So guess what? The king had been acting a fool for a long period of time. So the Lord kept on sending the prophet to the king who's acting a fool to give him messages about him acting a fool. So because the king, look at the mentality of the king. I wasn't wrong. I just hate him. Because I don't like those type of messages. Doesn't matter what type of messages you like or not. You better receive it because when God warns you, it's because he does not. There is no man or woman on the face of this planet that God wants to see crash. It is God's will for all men to not only be saved, but also come into the full knowledge of the truth. That is his will for everyone. If you reject that, he will warn you, warn you, warn you, warn you, warn you, warn you. And I've seen God kill a couple of spouses. I've seen that. God will give you chance after chance. Okay. It's a tripped out thing to see a grown man in his 20s have a heart attack. The wife knows. Everybody is at the funeral. <laughs> he gave his life to Christ at an early age. No, he didn't. He just went to a church. A lot of people say the prayer, but the Bible says you got to say the prayer and meet it in your heart. 
And it says, if you say the prayer and meet it in your heart, it says that seed and that fruit will remain. It says any man that accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and he believed it in his heart for real and said it with his mouth, it says that person from that point on, it will be impossible for them to sin on purpose. People do all type of stuff to get in. I've had people, watch this, I've had people join the church on Monday and then on, never heard of them, never seen them, join the church on Monday and then ask me for $3,000 on Tuesday. You know, what, you know what the crazy thing about being dark is that, is walking in blindness and darkness, is that you don't know that because you're blind. And it's amazing to me how people in the darkness, they think that they can fool folk that are in the light. The only reason why darkness thinks it can fool folk in the light is because darkness is blind to the fact of our abilities. And y'all, you got let me say something. Let me say this right now because I've been talking to a couple people about this. Y'all always remember this. I see everything. It's just not meant to be shared. So, you know, don't fall off the rocker and different things. You know, people like, does Pastor Oath see this and this, that? Hey, where about your address? I was, I was telling my wife this just on the way there. You know, because some people are actually getting besides me. I told them, yeah, it's amazing to me. Oh, Lord, let me just. People got an anointing for what you in charge of, but they don't have an anointing for what they in charge of. They so gifted about what we do, but they're not gifted about their address. I don't get that. Because it's very easy to try to judge and run something that doesn't belong to you. And I, talk, I have to tell people, y'all, every part of ministry is a spoke, like a wheel. It's a spoke, spoke. And every person has that particular spoke. Unfortunately, I got the whole wheel. And how many know, when that wheel is moving, you can't count them spokes. That's why I constantly say, I don't know what I'm doing. That's the only reason why I know what I'm doing, because I don't know what I'm doing. Y'all still with me? So, so again, the king said, I can't stand this man. Well, yeah, it's because you're not living right. And so the man kept coming in you and rebuking you, and that's why you said he never has anything good to say. Change your lifestyle, and then he'll start talking about blessing. And so then it got to the point, I don't know how wicked this king was, it got to the point, y'all mean you know, anytime God has a conference call in heaven, and says, anybody got any ideas on how we can kill this fool? And the Bible says there were many suggestions. God said, no, that ain't it. That ain't a good idea. That ain't. This is, are y'all reading the same scripture I'm reading? It's many suggestions. This are many suggestions. And finally, the demonic spirit, and that gets over to the deeper stuff in regards to the, the kingdom of darkness still has access to heaven based on legal things. They don't have a seat there. They just have access there um, based on us. And so, uh, and so, yeah, Spirit said, well, I can do it. And this, I know this is going to sound goofy. There are demonic spirits that are doomed to hell, but still want to please God. Wow. Y'all remember the demon-possessed man? Because how many of you have done something wrong and you did it on purpose? But when the penalty came down, you wish you would have never done it. But you still got to go to jail. You understand what I'm saying? So it's the same thing in that realm is that, yeah, they're like, there are some creatures that they, they just hate Jesus. And then there are some that they, they don't hate Jesus. They just know that they know that when God says something, not going to change it. So they know if, if, if that man said that there's coming a day when we're going to be tormented, it's inevitable. They know one demon asked, uh, you know what one demon told us? He said, God answers your prayers. 
So would you ask your heavenly father to forgive us? That was deep. I mean, not all, not all of them are angry. Some are extremely sad or depressed. If you're not, this is going to sound crazy. And if you're not careful, you'll start feeling sorry for some of them. Because some, not all, all of them are just, you know, like the stuff you see on TV. Some of them are extremely angry at God. And they will try to kill you every chance they get. And some will cuss Jesus like he ain't nothing. And then you have others that are extremely sorrowful. But they know that they're doomed forever. They know that there's no forgiveness. They know that they're now forced to the dark side. How many know when you watch movies and you see the bad guy, sometimes when you look at his lieutenant, some of them wish they could switch. But the lieutenant is so strong. It's, it's, it's so mysterious. But yeah, that, 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 I remember that one. And we just, I mean, they say things and we just look at each other like, did he just say what I think he said? And he said, God answers your prayers, but he won't answer ours. He said, would you please ask your heavenly father to forgive us? Think about what he said. We know your father answers your prayers. Y'all better get to praying some more stuff up. You know what I'm saying? I told them, I don't mean to be giving chronicles from the dark side and preaching, you know. But Y'all remember that one guy that was demon possessed? And when he saw Jesus, he ran up on Jesus and he said he bowed down and started worshiping him. Why? He just lost it. He saw that it was the son of God and he remembered for trillions of years this is the dude that we worshipped. And it just was second nature for him to come and worship. Then he realized he was on the dark side. He said, wait a minute. He said, what you doing here? You come to torment us before the time? What you doing interfering with our business? You gotta, you gotta, that's why you got to stay in the word. You'll see the secrets to answers are not in one place. They're all over the place. They are all over the place so that if you seek, you will find. If you just read, you will just read. But you have to seek and you'll get a diamond over here, a ruby over here, a gold nugget over here, a silver piece over here. And as you read them, then the Holy Spirit will start putting them together. And you're like, wait a minute, I think this goes with that. And you can only get that if you study, not if you read. And there's a difference between reading and consuming. They asked, well, how do you remember all the scripture? He said, because while you're reading them, I'm eating them. All right. And it's deep because with, you know, I spent a long time this morning. It's a good thing. I only got a couple. Of, <laughs> I told my wife today, I said, boy, I said, it's to the point now. If I just have a sentence, I can pull someone's revelation. That's just a gift. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, but, uh, um, but this shows you just how much an evil spirit can influence the mind where one could influence 400, probably could have influenced more. It's just that he only had 400. So if he had 600, think about that. One creature from the dark side that you can't see has the ability to control the minds and the beliefs and the speech of 400 men at the same time. Okay? And so in the inner healing sessions, we spend a large amount of time dismantling the person's mindset that was created by that creature. So something bad will happen to that individual at the age of seven. Some type of sexual trauma, some type of whatever trauma, lack of love, the list goes on and on. That person received trauma at seven. From that point on, the creature has created a mindset within them that they now believe that has become a stronghold and it is now actually pulling everything into their life. And it becomes a vicious cycle. And the enemy was the one that did that because when, when something happens negative to you as a child, the first thing you do is you blame yourself. 
That's the first thing you do. What's wrong with me? Why did this have to happen to me? That didn't happen to them kids. Why did it have to happen to me? So you automatically start doubting yourself. Why did this have to happen to me? Why is it that I don't have parents and they do? Why is it that my parents got a divorce and they didn't? My wife had to struggle with that. because She was raised by a single mom and she would spend time with the neighbors across the street and it seemed like they had a perfect family. And so, so when the enemy sees that, he comes in and then he starts this process of self-preservation because you're not good enough. And, and you think it's you when actually it's this battle now between these two forces to try to send people across your life that can put a stamp of approval upon you. That's why generally, no matter how broken you are, there was some stranger, some teacher, some minister, some family member, some neighbor that was there for you. They said something to you. It might have been a grandmother across the street that would always give you cookies. It was something. You know what I'm saying? And so it's this battle, and this thing is it's speaking to you in the night hours, and it, it forces you to do certain, when I say forces, it, it influences you to do certain things that reinforce this negative mindset about yourself. And so now what happens when you get older, instead of being a businessman, you'll be a bum. And they usually use people to do it. Y'all got that? So, that's the reason why you have to, I'm just giving you a little bit of understanding because with going on this campaign for the next three months and we're praying about what we're praying about, you're going to hear goofy, goofy stuff in your head. I have noticed now, I have to be very careful on Wednesdays, I have noticed now I'm fine until Wednesday gets here. When Wednesday gets here, I find myself becoming lethargic, lazy, slow, not excuse me, not feeling right, just, and, and you know, and, and when it first goes down, you're like, man, there's something wrong with me, I need some more vitamins, you know what I'm saying, I, man, I didn't sleep, and it's meant to confuse you, it's meant to disorient you, but then over a period of time, you're like, wait a minute, this is every Wednesday, <laughs> I've been taking my new vitamins, now on Sunday I was good, now let me, this I have to think, okay, now Saturday we did all of that, and then Sunday we had the church counseled. Then took my wife to an appointment. Then I came home and cut the grass. And Monday I was fine. And then Tuesday I was fine. Here come Wednesday. I went to bed on time. And took a nap. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I go to bed late or early. It doesn't matter if I took a nap or not. On Wednesdays, it's just this feeling. And it's not a good feeling at all. You can't even necessarily trace it. It's just you keep asking, why do I feel this way? It's, and that's the forces of darkness trying to come against you. That's why the Bible says be sober, be alert, be vigilant. Why? Because your enemy is always looking for a way. Now, he might, but if he can't devour you, he will at least use some type of device against you to slow you down. So much so, Paul was very anointed. He said, I couldn't even leave a town. He said, we've been trying to come visit y'all. And he said, Satan hindered us over and over and over and over again. What did he do? He wouldn't, what, he was standing in the middle of the road, just kick the food, run the food down with a car. No, he would create a scenario over here by which, okay, this is an emergency. I got to tend to this. You're tending to this. And then he creates something else over here. And now you got to tend to this. And now they keep creating all of these scenarios of people that are around you that don't know how to hold themselves when it comes to the word. That's what I use your family members and people that are close to you. Because we can't control you, but we sure enough can control them. They don't read, they don't pray, they don't live right. So we'll just use them to bring frustration into your life. And we'll even use them to talk about you and say that it don't take all that. And you spend too much time at the church and you spend too much time in prayer, too much time in the word. Yeah, because that person is being used by the dark side. And the Bible says, 
that Satan can take unbelievers captive at his own personal will. They think they can stop him. They can't. He's using you. You're either going to be used by the Holy Ghost or you're going to be used by the devil. Ain't no gray area where you're standing on the battle line trying to decide which decision you want to make. No. Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're automatically against me by default. I don't, I'm, I'm just, no, there's no such thing as the gray area, folk. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I just put three scriptures that I still can't even do right. But that's all right. Revelations 1-9. Let's go ahead and close this down.